We should do something for Bill before he forget. Um, okay. We told him at Midwest Gaming Classic that we would do something for him, and then it's like, hey, you know what? It's noisy here. Let's just do it later when uh, when it's not noisy. So when we recorded the next episode, we forgot, and then we've recorded the next episode after that, we forgot again. This time, we didn't forgot. And we didn't forgot to record something for our friend Bill Pepper at the Atari Bytes podcast. We love this show so much that we actually listen to it. How rarity that is. Yeah. Here you go from your friends at the Pie Factory Podcast. That was actually pretty clever for not being clever at all. Welcome to Atari Bytes, the show where we take a bite out of the story within a classic Atari 2600 game. See if that story bites us back. My name is Bill. This is episode 131. Thanks for listening. Here with me today is my randomly occasional co-host... Bob. Bob. You all know him as Henry. No. Bob. Bob. Alright, fine. That's his stage name, I guess. Mm -hmm. Bob is with us today. We're very excited on this particular Sunday as we record this. We have to hurry up and get done recording because once we're done, we're going to go see the famous Wienermobile. Ah! Are you excited, Henry? Hmm. That was a shrug, ladies and gentlemen. I'm excited to uh, to go see our uh, national, more so than the Statue of Liberty, the bald eagle. Flag. Flag. Our national symbol is the Wienermobile. It's going to be pretty darn exciting, isn't it, it Henry? Uh, No, I made that up. All right, so let's hurry up and get on with this thing uh, so we can get out of here and go see the Wienermobile. All right, we'll start the show as we always do with a Mad Mike Hughes update. And I'm very excited about that today. I'm very excited about lots of things today. I'm very excited about that because I have a new jingle from the Mad Mike Hughes updates. And it sounds something like this. Gonna prove that the world is flat in his rocket ship, or else he'll go splat. He's Mad Mike Hughes. Mad Mike Hughes. Alright, so what's Mad Mike Hughes been up to? Well, I reported last time that there's a new trailer, which isn't new anymore, teaser trailer for the documentary Rocket Man. Uh, otherwise, he hasn't really posted anything lately as this recording goes out. As always, if any of you bothers to see Rocket Man uh, whenever it comes out, I don't know that they have a recording or a. Uh, what am I trying to say? A release date. I don't know if they have a release date yet, but. Uh, oh, I just noticed this. Back on July 6th, apparently they had a Mad Mike Hughes and the Liberty One rocket first public appearance since the March 24th launch. Where was this? Uh, this poster doesn't say where the... Oh, there it is. Apple Valley, California. At the Rusty Bowl. Mad Mike Hughes merchandise and Rocket Man movie trailer. So if any of you happen to be there for that, let me know. Let me know what this thing actually was. Alright. Thus concludes your Mad Mike Hughes update. No, wait. We have a way to conclude it now. And it sounds something like this. Gonna prove that the world is flat in his rocket ship. 
Or else he'll go splat He's Mad Mac Hughes Mad Mac Hughes What else is new? Oh, this isn't breaking news as this uh, episode goes out, but in the, within the last couple of weeks, the DVD of Rampage, the, uh, the game based on the classic um, Brian Colon uh, arcade game, uh, the uh, Dwayne Johnson movie, is out on DVD now. So go pick that up. I have no financial stake in it. I just think it's cool to see Atari games and arcade games represented on the screen, the big screen. And uh, the DVD is out. Uh, I don't know. Do you think Santa will bring us that for Christmas? What? The uh, Rampage DVD? Hmm. Yeah. Probably. Is that something you would ask Santa for? Hmm. Yeah. All right. Yeah. That's about it for news. Uh, oh, except for my continuing call for or offer to uh, swap places with another podcaster. I floated this idea a while ago. I said, it'd be cool if somebody who does not do an Atari-based podcast came on this show and did what we did here, which is make up stories about Atari games, and then in exchange, I would go on their podcast and talk about whatever they talked about there. So that is still a standing offer. Uh, If anyone's interested, let me know. Alright, should we just get on with this week's game? Sure. Alright. This week's game is... When you're playing Mountain King, music is everything. Cause if you hear this melody, it could mean victory. Grab a thousand diamonds as you go climbing. Jump and be a winner or be a spider's dinner. Now look for the spirit. Music says you're near it. Find it with your flashlight. Why don't you get up tight? Let's go. Let's go. Now you hear this music sound. Play the best the music when you'll be the Mountain King. Mountain King for all Atari home systems, ColecoVision, and Commodore 64. From CBS Electronics, where the excitement never ends. Mountain King. Mountain King. For some reason I have to find mountain a hard word to say. Do you think it's a hard word to say? No. Alright. <laughs> I was wrong, I guess. Mountain King from CBS Electronics. 1983. That was, that was like 50,000 years ago. 1983? Mm-hmm. I was, um, I was about Sophie's age in 1983. You little, were old. A little bit older than you. Hi, Sneeze. Yeah, like That's our cat years. meowing in the background. Don't walk on the computer, Sneezer. Mountain King is an explorer adventure game. Uh, it's a one-player game. You can use the joystick for this one, uh, for those of you who don't know this information. Uh, deep inside a long-lost diamond mine. When I read this part of the manual, all I, all I can think of is Snow White and the Seven Doors. Because the Seven Doors, at least in the Disney version of that story, work in a dining, uh, diamond mine. And they sing the uh, hi-ho, hi-ho, it's off to work we go song when they go to work. And then, I don't know if it's in the movie or if it's in a book or something, a, a version of the Disney story in a book that I had. The witch traps the dwarves in the diamond mine. Um, and that's what I think of when I read this part of the manual. Do you think I'm crazy, Henry? Yeah. There's also Lucy in the Sky with diamonds. What other diamond things do you know, Henry? Volcanoes. Volcanoes? How so? Because diamonds come from volcanoes. Diamonds come from volcanoes? Yeah. How does that work? <laughs> they just do, huh? I don't know how they work. They just, I just know. All right. Sometimes that's enough. You and Mars. Know. They come from Mars, too. Mars? Really? Yeah, Mars diamond. If somebody finds a Mars diamond, 
it will make all the dimes in the in on earth um worth this. Wow. Alright, new plan. So diamonds on Mars like diamonds on Mars compared to diamonds on Earth. Like diamonds on Earth compared to the diamonds on Mars are like pennies or like one cent. And uh -huh. diamonds on Mars are like a million dollars. Wow. Alright, new plan today, Henry. Instead of the Wiener Mobile. What? Instead of the Wiener Mobile, we're gonna go look for Mars diamonds. Seriously? Sure. Where do you think we can find one? On Mars. Oh. Yeah, that could be And hard. how do you expect they're gonna get to Mars? I'm gonna call and our... melt that big giant diamond onto the ship, and then bring it back to Earth without crashing the space rocket ship. Well, that's easy, Henry. And that's gonna take years. We're gonna call Mad Mike Hughes, and he's gonna put us in his rocket. Didn't the other rocket <laughs> explode? <laughs> no, it didn't explode. It just kind of crashed. Seriously, so yeah. explode. I don't think he even made it to his atmosphere. Yeah. All right. And why would and why would he try to? Can't. And why would he make a rocket that would that would stay in his atmosphere without blowing? Because wouldn't the rocket blow up? Because uh. it would be like burnt. Because it would get too hot and explode. Uh, perhaps. If there are any uh, rocket scientists, like literal rocket scientists out there, maybe you can explain that to us. Alright. So, like I said, you're deep inside a long lost diamond mine where there's a secret temple chamber of a forgotten civilization. Although, if it's a secret, how do you know about it? What? Well, they're saying that this temple chamber is a secret. but It's a game. You... <laughs> okay. You just kind of have to go with it? Yes. Alright, fine. There's a priceless golden crown sitting atop a pedestal, vulnerable to plundering explorers seeking to control its power. They never really tell us what its power is in the game, by the way, just that it has power. But this treasure is jealously guarded by the denizens of the mountain, and whoever has the daring and courage to challenge them, seize the crown, and escape to the mountaintop with it will become Mountain King! So, the object of the game, obviously, is to capture the golden crown, and carry it safely to the top of the mountain before your time expires and or you are destroyed. So yeah, this isn't a game where you get a bunch of lives really and uh, you know, and you only get so many lives and then the game's over. It's kind of a timed game. You have, I think it's like seven and a half minutes to finish the game. The explorer, you, pay, you play the part of the intrepid explorer. Uh, joystick controller maneuvers him through the mountain. You can run to the left or right and jump from plateau to plateau. Uh, by pushing the joystick away from you at a 45 degree angle to the left or right, which I can uh, attest is kind of tricky. So your other option is to uh, just climb the ladders. There's lots of ladders. The, the plateaus and ladders look very much like the uh, the layout of a Donkey Kong game. So uh, if you do try to do the jumping thing and you fall to a lower, lower plateau, you don't get hurt. But if you fall too far, you'll get momentarily stunned and unable to proceed for a few seconds. To climb the ladders that I mentioned, pull the joystick away from you, pull towards you to go down the ladder or to kneel. You must kneel in order to claim the flame sphere, open treasure chests, and gain entry to the temple. Your explorer is equipped with a flashlight used to find treasure chests and to confirm the location of the flame spirit. To activate the flashlight, push down on the red button on your joystick controller. The flashlight may only shine in the direction in which the explorer is headed. It cannot shine up or down. The flame spirit is sort of the key to the game. Kind of looks like in this 
drawing here kind of looks like a, uh, a rendering of a horse to me. In order to gain entry to the temple, you must first be in possession of the flame spirit. After you collect a thousand points worth of diamonds, which are embedded in the cavern walls throughout the mountains, you just have to run over them. Each cluster of five diamonds is worth 25 points. Once you've gotten your thousand points, uh, your score at the bottom of the screen turns from green to yellow, which means that the flame spirit is now available. To find the flame spirit, look for a very brief flame flicker, marking the location of a flame spirit, but the spirit itself is only fully visible within the flashlight. The theme is, that's kind of the key here. Once the music starts and gets louder, that shows you that you're getting really close to the flame spirit. On level one, you have an unlimited amount of time to capture the flame spirit on levels two through eight. The theme music will only play through a few verses. If you fail to capture the flame spirit before the music ends, it disappears. Before it becomes available again, you have to collect at least another thousand points worth of diamonds. The flame spirit is randomly hidden within the mountain and is not likely to pop up in the same position more than once. Neener, neener, neener. So you get the flame spirit, position your explorer directly on top of it and pull the joystick towards you to kneel down and pick it up. Then you get surrounded by uh, a glittering halo. I spend most of my time surrounded by a glittering halo because I'm quite awesome. Do you have a glittering halo, Henry? No. Alright. The faster you get the flame spirit, the larger the bonus points. Some players may find locating the flame spirit to be the hardest part of the game. Gray cave bats inhabit the caves of the mountain, and they try to steal the flame spirit from you. They also try to steal back the golden crown before you're able to get it to the mountaintop. Lurking at the bottom of the mine is a giant spider waiting to wind your, the explorer into its web. If you get caught, you'll be able to escape the web by rapidly moving the joystick forward and back, which you must do quickly because if the spider returns and finds you struggling, he'll eat you and end the game. The spider will also steal back the gold crown if you have it. You may escape the spider altogether by leaping over him or jumping to a ladder or higher plateau. Randomly hidden throughout the game are treasure chests, visible only with flashlight. Each one is loaded with diamonds, and should you open one, a short fanfare will sound, and 250 diamond points will be awarded to your point total. I wonder what a Mars diamond is worth. How many, th how many points do you think you'd get for that? 500 million. 500 million? Depen it depends on how big the Mars diamond is. That sounds about right. And how much and how much Mars diamonds you get in a cluster. Yeah, that sounds like that sounds about and right. How big a cluster is. Yeah. A new treasure chest will always be hidden for everyone opened. The skull spirit is the guard to the temple uh, where the crown is, and it also is only visible in the flashlight. You can offer him the flame spirit and he will grant you entrance to the temple. To do this, position your explorer directly under the temple entryway and pull the joystick toward you. The skull spirit will Take the flame spirit and become visible only long enough for you to dash into the temple. Be fast. If the skull spirit disappears before you enter, you'll have to bring him the flame spirit again. Once you're inside, you must scale the veils, scale the walls. Wow, even with my glasses, it's hard to read. You must scale the walls to go to the golden crown. Position your explorer directly under the golden crown. Move the joystick forward to place it on your head, and then pull it towards you to remove both you and the crown from the pedestal. You'll receive 5,000 bonus points for obtaining the crown. But that's not the end of the game, folks. Oh, <laughs> no. That's not the end of the game. Because now you have to escape. Once the crown's on your head, the Mountain, Ki Mountain King theme music will be done to play. Dun-da-da-da, dun-da-da, dun-da-da-da. Oh, wait. That's a different explorer music. Indiana Jones. Yeah, my bad. So now it's time to make tracks. Oh, man. These uh, Data Age people. Wait, Data Age? Whoever made this. CBS Electronics people were up on the hip lingo in 1983. It's time to make tracks. 
drop to the floor of the temple and back out into the mine. You're challenged now to get to the top of the mountain with a perpetual flame. Isn't that the Olympics thing? What? Are the Olympics going on? They have a perpetual flame burning before the time runs out or before the cave bats steal the crown from you. If you make it to the mountaintop, you'll receive 9,000 bonus points. And play will continue on to the next highest level. Special features of this game. Use these uh, ladders to go up and down. Your explorer cannot jump from the top of a ladder. Alright. Flashlight has inexhaustible power. We covered that. Um, you can't use it to pick up diamonds at the same... Oh, you can't use the flashlight and pick up diamonds at the same time. You also... You, if you have a flashlight and you walk... <laughs> and you walk in... And you walk in a diamond cluster. Once you turn the flashlight off, you see the points when, with the... Yeah. Oh, no. Yep. They come up after you turn off your flashlight. Yep. Woven around the outside of the temple is an invisible force field guarding it against illegal entry. Trying to enter it or exit the temple from any plateau other than the entrance will momentarily stun your explorer. It's kind of cute on screen. The guy just kind of sits down. Ugh, I'm stunned. It amused me. Remember, you may only enter the temple by offering the flame spirit to the skull spirit at the temple entrance. Score displays at the bottom of your screen, indicated, uh, indicating your current score, and below that, the amount of time remaining in the game. Music is one of the most critical and exciting elements of Mountain King. Um, we already talked about how the, the theme music kind of indicates where the flame spirit is and how close you're getting. Uh, the music plays as you try to escape the temple as well for a period of time based on the skill level you're playing. If you've failed to get to the mountaintop when the music stops, the crown will immediately disappear from atop your head and you'll have to begin your quest anew. Among these sorted sounds heard throughout the game, one to remember is the sound of an oncoming giant spider. If you stay alert to this sound, you just may have enough time to get out of the way before the spider snares you. Depending on level you're playing, you have a limited amount of time to complete your mission. With only 59 seconds left to play, the time display below your score will turn red, alerting you to the fact that you better get a move on if you expect to become Mountain King. The game ends when your intrepid explorer runs out of time or becomes lunch for the giant spider. To restart the game on the same level, simply press down the red button on your joystick controller or use the game reset switch. There are eight different levels. Point values obviously vary from level to level. On level one, you have a minute 20 to find the flame spirit. Or, sorry, it's unlimited. You have unlim unlimited time. Going down all the way to 40 seconds on level eight. Time to reach the mountaintop, you have a minute and a half. In level one, you have a minute and a half, or a minute, in uh, level eight. Remember that once you've collected 1,000 points worth of diamonds, your score changes color from green to yellow. This indicates that the flame spirit is available for capture. The key to success in finding the flame spirit is in using the musical score as your guide to its location. We talked about that already. Once you've located the flame spirit, you must position your explorer directly on top of it. We talked about all that. These are the this is the skill clinic, but they're really just repeating things we've already read. Um, all right. So that is how you play Mountain King. Mountain King was available in the 2600, 5200, the Atari 8-bit family, ColecoVision, Commodore 64, and Vic 20. Softline stated that Mountain King is a game worth playing, which doesn't, to me, sound like a ringing endorsement, which is, quote, also something more than a game, something like a fantasy or adventure, end quote. Antic praised Mountain King for its gameplay and intelligent use of music and sound. IGN wrote in 2008, glancing over my shoulder, this was uh, Levi Buchanan uh, writing, glancing over my shoulder at shelf after shelf of classics, a few titles decidedly stand out amongst over two decades of my gaming history. There's the usual suspects, Super Mario Brothers, Legend of Zelda, but there are other key titles that have shaped my appreciation for the art. He mentions a few more. 
Mountain King, a game I originally played on the 2600, 5200, and ColecoVision, is another title that remains near. The mechanics are simple, but developer EF Dwyer understood something that far too many video gamers to this day still unfortunately overlook. The weight of a striking soundtrack. Spartan visuals abdicated space for a pair of melodies that lift, that lift the game up and marry it with real drama. The two songs are called from classical music, Anitra's Dance and In the Hall of the Mountain King by Edward Greed. Edward Greed. The game starts out absolutely silent, which makes the later appearance of the music all the more effective. Your hero starts out on the outer slope of a multi-tiered mountain. He basically just goes through how the game is played. Mountain King was an incredible game in 1983, and it's still a potent classic. I was primarily affected by the way the music really changed the game with a, uh, charged the game with a sense of urgency and dread. In the, in the Hall of the Mountain King remains one of my favorite compositions to this day, thanks in no small part to this game. Listen to it played on a pipe organ for maximum effect. Game mechanics themselves are fairly simplistic, but made engrossing just because one key design choice, uh, the music. He gives it a score of 8.0. Mindspring.com wrote that the graphics may not be exceptional, but they are not blocking. They do have a certain unique charm. Sound is used as a tool rather than being cosmetic. There are some known Easter eggs or hidden features in Mountain King. Details are readily available on the internet, so I will not explore them here. However, other places did explore the hidden features. Angelfire.com has an article called Explore Hidden Levels in Atari 2600 Video Game Mountain King. This webpage has instructions on how to access and navigate hidden levels in Mountain King. If you don't want to know this, don't go read that article, I guess. Uh, I, which I did not. I see that the article is here. I don't necessarily want to be spoiled, so I'm not going to read it right now either. So, But it's there, and probably other places on the internet if you really want to know. Alright, after the break, from the mountaintop, on a clear day, you can see forever. That dude needs to put on some pants. Alright, this is the portion of the show where we play the game and talk about it. Alright, Henry, who's playing today? You or me? Me? Alright. I get to play Mountain King! I don't know why I'm shouting, but I'm shouting! Alright, so we see the uh, title screen, which isn't, which is really just the guy standing on one of the plateaus. Mountain King, copyright EF Dryer. Dryer, not Dwyer. Here we go. Dun da da da, dun da da. Oh, I got confused again. Picking up diamonds, picking up diamonds. Uh, it is a pretty simple looking game, of course. To me, reminiscent of Donkey Kong with the ladders and whatnot. Oops, I fell. Oh, he fell on his butt. That's kind of cute. I keep pressing the flashlight button as I fall, thinking it will actually do something. Alright, here we go. I have 300 points. Uh-oh. Hey, backseat game player. Uh-oh. Alright. I'm running, running, running. Always with the... Oh! Oh, no, it's okay. Oh, I ran into the force field around the temple. Made me fall down. Owie. Alright. So, Henry, what do we think of the look of this game? Um... Oops. 
like the music. You like the music? Kind of. What about like uh, this guy? What do you think of this guy? The explorer. Uh oh. Spider time! Let me out! Alright. Hey look, it's Sophie. It's me! She was lured by the call of the spider. No! Because there's nothing Sophie likes more. There's nothing Sophie likes more than spiders. Bye, Sophie! Bye. I guess the spider scared her away. away from the spiders, folks. How about the spider? What do we think of the spider? Not really like it. It's no? Annoying. It's annoying. Yeah. Ooh, I'm at a thousand points, dude. I should be able to find the flame spirit somehow. Uh-oh. Not on that one. I'm trying to get up on that plateau, dude. Man. Jump on the ladder. There we go. I am safe from the spider. Woo! This is the part of the game where not much happens. We're just collecting points, hoping in vain to find the flame spirit. What do we think of the flame spirit in the whole, you gotta get the thing before you can get to the temple, and then you gotta give it to the skull spirit. We've only played a little bit today, so we haven't gotten to the part where we actually give the flame spirit to the skull spirit. You've seen Indiana Jones, right? So how does this compare to Indiana Jones? Eh, worse. Worse? Way worse. How come? Jump! Oh, I thought I had it. thought I jumped over him. But then I landed on him and he didn't like that. Running, running, running! Jump! Ugh. And... Phew. Go back a little bit. Jump! You can't jump. You, you can't. can't. Yeah, if there's a plateau over your head, you don't have enough room to jump. Oh, man. All right. Well, do you have anything else to say about uh, what's this game called? Mountain King. Do you have anything else to say about Mountain King? It's hard to jump. It's hard to jump. Yeah, the jumping part, uh, part of that whole game mechanic being simple, is that it is kind of hard to jump. And that does kind of detract from the game a little bit. I also, frankly, kind of wish the layout wasn't quite so random. Because I know it's supposed to be a challenge to find the flame spirit, but it gets kind of boring a little bit in the middle to me. Trying to find the flame spirit. Because you're really just randomly hoping to stumble on it. There's no real logic to where it is. I think it'd be maybe more interesting if you knew where the flame spirit was, but there was some sort of challenge to go to get it. You know? But overall, I still kind of like the game. All right. Well, we'll talk more about that in a minute because right now, back to you in the studio. So overall, I like Mountain King. I think I would spend more time with it, trying to actually get the flame spirit, and. Uh, uh, get the crown and all that. You think you would play this some more, Henry? Yeah. Yeah? Okay. Me too. I agree. We like this game. Yay! Well, this is very exciting, folks. Story. <laughs> Henry's been waiting all episode to do the story. So you're going to get two I've been stories. Writing. 
He's been, yeah, that's why you haven't heard him quite as much as you usually do. He's been feverishly writing his story as we've been recording. Uh, so, I have like, but, what? I have like 300 something words. Wow. So, bonus for you guys this week at no extra cost to you, you're going to get two stories. Because I also wrote a story, not knowing that Henry is going to be here today. So, I will let Henry read his story first if he wants, and then I will read mine. What do you want to do? Do you want to read yours first? Um, I first. Okay, yeah, so, beat up a little bit. So the once was this guy who was persuaded that if he found one thousand diamonds in the mountain of diamonds, in the mountain of diamonds, and after he got one thousand diamonds, then he was yeah, then he has to find the flame spirit, and then he, and then he, and then he would have to. Give it, and then he would have to give it to the Scar Spirit, and then, and then he would have to go in inside the mountain castle and find the mountain king crown, and then escape from the castle, and then and then escape from the castle before it collapses, before before it collapses on him, and and he dies. Everybody th- thought he was crazy. Wow. The end. Yeah. Good story, dude. I liked it. And at the end, everybody thought he was crazy. And yeah, yeah, so it's a happy ending. Everybody thought he was crazy. Yeah. Cool. Very nice, Henry. Alright, I'll read my story. My story is called Correct Flame, Please. Temple Attendant Cannot Burn Change. Early every morning, the Skull Spirit drags his bones out of bed and shuffles to the kitchen in the small bungalow he occupies alone. It would be too much to call it a home. The Skull Spirit hadn't felt at home since before the explorers started trying to raid the temple. Back then, there was an incident. Taciturn by nature, the Skull Spirit would grow positively dark at the thought of it. In the kitchen, the Skull Spirit each morning packs a sandwich with the crust cut off the bread. The sandwich is usually ham, sometimes turkey, if he has some of the good mustard in the house. Not that it really matters, because being just a collection of bones... Food just falls out of the Skull Spirit's face anyway, occasionally splattering his ribcage with mustard as he goes. This never fails to darken his mood, just as mustard darkens his carpet. At promptly 6 a.m. every morning, the Skull Spirit parks his old Ford in the spot reserved for the temple attendant, heaving a huge raspy sigh and goes to to work. The Skull Spirit is the last barrier to explorers trying to enter the temple and swipe the golden crown. The job is simple. If an explorer has a flame spirit... He or she gets in. No flame spirit, no entrance. Same thing every day, eight hours a day. One morning at 10.53, just as she has every other morning for the past week, an explorer named Rebecca approaches the gate. Her round glasses are crooked, and she has a bit of a befuddled look about her. But the look of determination on her face is so familiar, it touches the skull spirit's heart. Well, it touches the space where his heart would be if, if he had organs. I would like to enter the temple, she says, as she has every other time. Flame spirit, the skull spirit says gruffly. Rebecca hands over an item. The skull spirit imagines eyes rolling in his empty skull sockets. This is a treasure chest, he says. No admittance without a flame spirit. But this is more valuable, Rebecca protests. The skull spirit snorts. Why don't you go home and get a real job? The gates remain firmly shut. The next day, Rebecca returns and seeks seeks admittance to the temple. Flame spirit, the skull spirit says in the monotone 
of someone who repeats the same thing over and over for a living and has ceased caring whether it sounds fresh for the new listener. Beaming, Rebecca hands over her item. The skull spirit's sigh reverberates off every wall in the temple. <sighs> this is a skull spirit. He's also my brother. Hi, Otto. What's up? Otto says. Can I destroy her now? Look, Otto, just disappear, will you, as a favor to me? The skull spirit says. If you destroy her here, there'll be lots of paperwork. Whatevs, Otto says, kicking Rebecca's flashlight away and disappearing into the gloom. Why are you helping me? Rebecca asks. The skull spirit grunts. Come back tomorrow with an actual flame spirit and I'll tell you. Then he abruptly slams the toll booth window shut. Some days, the skull spirit thinks, some days these explorers get to me. Okay, most days. The next day at precisely 10.53 in the morning, Rebecca returns. This time, she clutches an indignant, squirming flame spirit. You sure about this? The skull spirit asks. Once you collect that crown, you're committed to the explorer life. It's hard. Not all you people can be Harry or Dudley. Huh? Rebecca, though, is impatient. Just open the gate, will ya? Before one of these other guys gets through? The skull spirit sighs. It's your life. He pushes a button and the gateway to the temple opens, and he waves explorer Rebecca through. Or the end of your life, more like, he mutters. The skull spirit's bony fingers affectionately pat the photo taped just below the booth window. His dead son learned that lesson all too well. And so it goes, day after day. The skull spirit sits in his booth with his sadness, watching wannabe explorers finding, uh, fling themselves at the temple, usually without success. The sandwiches are pretty good, but only with the good mustard. The end. And that's our show. My thanks to Kevin McLeod and ComTech.com and ComTech.com for Creative Commons use of his songs, Reformat to Pinball Spring and Take a Chance. Thanks also to Henry for hanging out with me today and providing an awesome story. Well done, H-Man. Show notes are available at ataribytes.lipson.com. You can email the show at ataribytes2016 at gmail.com. Like the show on our Facebook page. Follow the show on Twitter at ataribytes. Or follow me personally at Carnival of Glee. And as you know, I post weird things at Instagram, the Atari Bytes page there occasionally as well. So go look at those things there. Why did the famous explorer climb Mount iTunes? To leave a review of Atari Bytes, of course. You can too. It's not a real mountain, so don't let a fear of heights stop you. Also, please consider supporting the show financially on our Patreon page. That's Atari Bytes, B-Y-T-E-S. Or by picking up Atari Bytes merchandise at Zazzle.com, which you can still do for the moment, although I am looking at uh, revamping things over there soon. If you have time, check out my other show. It's a podcast, Charlie Brown. New episodes of that show drop on the 15th of every month, at which time you can get all the Charlie Brown and Snoopy goodness in all its forms that you can possibly handle, from comic strip to animated TV show to movie to merchandise. It's all there. Next time on Atari Bytes, Worm War 1. That's what it's called. So until next time, go play some old games. They've missed you.